Support for the Couples Council comes from Mercier Wellness and Consulting. Their purpose is to equip you with the right skills for a happy and healthy relationship. Services available in office or virtual. Schedule your consultations now. For more information, visit mercierwellness.com. Mercier Wellness and Consulting. Small steps, big changes. This podcast is not a substitute for therapy. Please consult a licensed professional for your mental health needs. Now, now on, on with, with the, the show. show. Hello and welcome to the Couples Council. I'm Dr. Jameson Mercier, and as always, here with my lovely host, Herdeen Mercier. Hey, welcome back. We are having a blast here at the Couples Council, and we are going to take just a quick moment to share with you what we mean by that. Within the last week, our podcast, The Couples Council, has officially gone international. Yes. And when I say international, I mean like really international. If you are in the UK, thank you because we've crossed the pond. I think that's how they say it. Yes, that is. Right? Sweden, we have some listeners in Sweden and to our neighbor to the north in Canada. Listen, guys, you guys are making this an exciting journey. Yes, it is. We are glad that you are listening. We're also glad that you are sharing Thank you for spreading the word. Keep doing what you do. Now, for today's show, we are talking about, as always, couples. But on today's show, we're going to focus on couples when they actually make it to see a therapist. Sometimes we come and see a therapist and we have some ideas about what therapy is going to be like. We have some misconceptions. Um, We've heard stories Everyone you talk to has a horror story about a therapist they saw, a counselor they saw. And though we know that there's some great stories out there of how you went to a therapist and everything went out, came out or went well for you. But we also know that there's some stories that are not so good. Mm -hmm. It wasn't what you expected. So we're going to take this episode to share with you what you might be able to expect when you go see a therapist, whether that's us or someone in your area, um, for whatever uh, reasons, right? So the title of today's show is There Are No Miracles in Therapy. Hmm. There are no miracles. And I feel we have to preface that there are no miracles in therapy because a lot of times we do expect the therapist to be a miracle worker not just a miracle worker sometimes we have this expectation that they're this magical pill that if i sit on your Mm -hmm. couch all my problems will be solved Mm -hmm. i i've had my share of clients who when they come um they just expect me to wave a wand and everything will be just fine Um, And they're rather disappointed when I let them know that my wand is lost or broken Mm -hmm. um, or I didn't get one when I left counseling school. Mm -hmm. So we're going to just address that on uh, on today's episode. All right. First thing. What can you expect when you go see a therapist? Well, think about it. If you're a couple and you've been 
dealing with some stuff. Um, when Whether you, having a hard time talking about your finances, having a hard time managing your day-to-day schedule, mm-hmm. um, worrying about whether or not um, you'll be able to conceive. There's just all these day-to-day in and out of stresses that may be causing this cloud over your marriage. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes people come into these sessions wanting that burden to be lifted. That's all gravy. But the magic wand, once again, is not by us, the therapist. It's us coming together. This this united front. Yeah. So first, one of the first things we'll tell you is that it's actually a collaborative effort. Mm -hmm. Right. We are a team. Now, if it's just one, now you and the therapist are a team. If it's you and your spouse, Mm -hmm. now we're a trio. Right. Do not expect all of the heavy lifting to be done by the therapist okay mm-hmm. for couples when they go see a therapist oftentimes they do so with the intention that the therapist is going to fix my spouse the therapist is going to fix my husband the therapist is going to show him that i have been right all this time right you, you know you let him know you show him that i'm right you show her that she's wrong and that i'm right Well, it doesn't exactly work that way. I don't know that it will ever work that way. Because first of all, this whole idea of fixing one's spouse, right? He or she is not broken. How do you fix something that's not broken? Hmm. Well, the answer is you don't. And so you say, well, what do you mean? What's the, so, so what's the, what, what's the issue? What are we doing? How do we solve it? Well, That's what therapy is all about. That's what it's all about. So when couples come and they bring their spouse to the therapist, and it's almost like this taking the kid to the principal's office, that is a bad way to approach therapy. Mm -hmm. Imagine if you are being brought to see the principal by your husband or wife. Your spouse is going to be defensive. And that's the thing about therapy. When you come into therapy, you want to be in a space where you feel safe, number one. Um, number two, you want to be at, in, a, in an environment where you feel like you won't be judged or scolded because of whatever the issue is in your relationship, whether it's um, marital issues around um intimacy with someone else outside Mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. being a husband and a wife, AKA cheating. Um, So you want to feel safe when you go into that place, but be willing to um, recognize that there's some hard truths that would need to be spoken upon and looked at to see how can you begin to heal if that's where you want to go in that session. But understanding that it is going to take the therapist, you and your spouse to work on everything in a truthful environment. If I'm going to see a counselor because her dean, for example, is forcing me to and all she's going to do is poke at the things she feels that I'm doing wrong, there's no way in hell I'm going to be part of that. I may show up just to make sure she's not lying on me. To appease. I may show up. Yeah, I I may show up just because if y'all going to talk about me, I damn sure better be part of this conversation. But there is no way that I plan to contribute 
to, to, to whatever is happening there. That is the attitude that a lot of people have when their spouse is bringing them in to kind of to tattle on them. Right. That is not a decision that they've made together. They've not decided together to be in therapy. And when that is a situation, it is very difficult to make any progress. So what might happen in a case like that, you might be told, hey, listen, I need to see you two separately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're working on the marriage, on the relationship, but there is no way that together we're going to accomplish anything. So maybe we'll do a couple sessions individually before we bring your wife, before we bring your husband in. And that's why oftentimes when I meet wives who are like, my husband doesn't want to come, do I go without? And I say, yes. You start beginning to look at yourself, your own interpersonal things that you need to work on, what you're not happy at, um, at in the relationship mm-hmm. or what y- what is making you feel uneasy or maybe you just need some guidance or having someone who is not because um, typically our friends are in a place to hurry up and get us healed quickly. Mm. Come on, girl. And they kind of shrug us off. Come on, girl. You're her dean. What do you mean? Keep on your superwoman cape and we're going to be just fine. And they like to pat us on the back and say, come on, push through. Whereas in your therapist chair, you're allowed to remove that superwoman cape and say, I'm, I, I'm just not getting this part of my marriage right now. I'm struggling as a wife. And so I often tell wives, come in by yourself and begin that process of seeing something clearly that may be going wrong in your relationship. Yeah. And there's nothing that says couples therapy has to be done with both of you. There is such a thing as getting couples counseling with just one of you in the office. All right, because you're going to go home and there will be something different about you after your session. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember when we were working on our marriage and we had our own issues and I had the idea to go and see a counselor. But uh, you were not readily in agreement. Let's say that. No, I put up a resistance. You did. You did. And rightfully so. But I think I put up that resistance and sometimes you have to be um, patient with your spouse. That's why I say go by yourself. Right. Because you were not ready. I wasn't ready. Yeah. So you was not ready and you were resistant and I was not about to force you to go because one, I already knew if you went and you were not ready, it was just going to be more, more to fight about. So I told you I was going to go by myself. Now, I think because I did not force you, that actually, you know, you couldn't fight me if I wasn't forcing you. Mm -hmm. And so you came around on your own terms. I did. And I um, I came around on my own terms because I felt like you were doing an altar call for the marriage. Mm. And so instead of coming and saying, you know, I set the appointment, we're going, no. I'm like, no, you can't be setting an appointment without asking me my permission. You know, your guard goes up. Everything goes up. I did not want to go into a session and hearing that I was wrong. 
you know? And so I am coming from a place of just my own experiences where I'm saying you go by yourself. Yeah. And you, you can come if you have to and you can come back and tell your spouse if you want to about it. If they want to hear it. If they want to hear it. So it all depends on what's going on in your marriage. But for sure, for sure, for sure. If you feel like you need it as an individual to go in and get clarity about your marriage, just because he doesn't want to go does not mean you do not go. Right. Or she. Yes. Next thing I want to touch on is how sometimes couples come, not necessarily, uh, say, fighting or in any kind of conflict, but they might recognize that something's off, something's wrong, communication's a little off, sex is a little off, like we're parenting like we're not used to. And they say to you, hey, I need you to fix this. What Again, what does that mean? They look at you as a counselor, as a doctor, and they're like, yo, Dr. J, we don't know what's going on here. You tell us what to do. You fix it. And again, I have to look at these couples and I have to say, listen, I'm actually not here to fix it. You guys know more about your situation than I do. I can make suggestions from here till kingdom come. If they do not work for you, they won't work. You won't try mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Any suggestion I make, you will come back at me with, well, that ain't going to work. Mm-hmm. That will never work. You don't understand. Right. You don't live in my house. I know that already. Mm-hmm. So, And you ain't married to my wife. So I have to redirect couples and tell them, listen, I, I can't fix it. Again, I'm not a miracle worker. However, we can figure some things out together. We can discuss some techniques and some strategies and whatever works for you, you then take it and figure out how best you're going to implement it in your situation. And it's and it's key that I want you to understand this. If you come into a session with your spouse, you're coming in with your views. He's coming in with his views. And the goal of the therapist is to hear her views his views and give his analysis Mm -hmm. because typically if you're stuck on what your idea is what you think um should be happening in your relationship it's really hard to hear what your partner is saying not even hard it's damn near impossible yes so the role of the therapist is to offer the couples a perspective that they may have not looked at it's what you will call maybe an Oprah aha moment or clarity or something that they can go, wow, I did not look at it that way. Yeah, because oftentimes when you are in it, it's hard to see what's going on. You have tunnel vision. Oh, yeah. So don't don't expect the therapist to fix your marriage and don't be upset when they turn around and put it back on you. Because it's not up to them to fix it. You know, I mean, I can suggest I have suggested to couples, why not consider, you know, maybe a weekend getaway? And they will say, we ain't got no money. Okay. I knew they were going to say that, but I had to try it as proof to myself. Nothing I say will fix it. It's up to you. Next thing. Um, some spouses will use a therapist 
as a mouthpiece. They will schedule a session. They will manage to get their husband or their wife there. And the therapist becomes the person to say the things that he or she can't say at home or to suggest the things that he or she has always wanted to suggest. But too afraid to suggest. Um, Mm -hmm. Not only afraid, don't want to hurt the spouse feelings, still want to look beautiful or still want to be seen as supportive, still want to be that person in the relationship that it's not hurting the spouse. Mm-hmm. And so to avoid that, they be, they try to make the therapist become their mouthpiece. Yeah. Now, the fact of the matter is that is more or less what therapists exist for, right? In In the business, we call it being triangulated. And It happens all the time, but we get into trouble when we try to be sneaky about it. Mm -hmm. You know, if anything, you want to be aligned with your spouse. You don't want to be manipulative. You don't want to be like trying to have this double backwards plan idea to get what you want and trying to use a therapist. We see we see through that crap. We we understand what's going on sometimes better than you do. So just come out with it. And your partner will be more appreciative in the long run. And, you know, sometimes um, what I, I love about therapy is it's coming through the sessions. And if you're having a hard time delivering the message appropriately without going head to head in an argument or a fight about the situation, the therapist will actually teach you how to communicate with your spouse without having to go head to head. Right. You know? Right. No. Now, there are instances where the therapist will help And kind of say, hey, guys, no, let's say this. Let's try this. We'll work on these things. But again, that's in like an open, honest, straight up setting. None of this trying to have these conversations with the therapist in between sessions. Come on, guys. I've had I've had couples where after a session, a spouse will call me. And they'll say, oh, you know what? This didn't come up in therapy, but I just want to let you know. And I said, whoa, 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 I got to stop you right here. Why did this not come up in therapy? Well, I didn't, I couldn't say it. I said, no, 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 we're not going to do this. And then they'll have the nerve to ask me to keep a secret. That is the worst thing you can try to do. Now, a good counselor, a good therapist won't allow that. However, it's not going to keep people from trying. And so having this conversation today is not saying avoid the therapist. That's not what we're saying. We're actually saying this is what you should expect. This is what we do. And this is what we don't do to make sure that your relationship is thriving. Well, Ardine, it doesn't make sense. You you don't want to be our mouthpiece. You don't want to keep secrets. Then what do you actually do as therapists? Yeah, well, this is what we tell you, right? No, some people will say, well, we, y'all really don't do anything, do you? <laughs> well, some people feel like that, and that's fine. But we actually do more than nothing, you know. As clinicians, we're trained to help couples and families and individuals improve communication skills. We're trained to help people recognize 
um, destructive communication patterns. Yes. Not only that, we're trained to, to have you look at patterns that you may not even realize that you've carried on from your parents' generation. Mm-hmm. And now you've brought it into your marriage. Yeah. We teach people communication skills because believe it or not, even though we talk all the time, some people just do not know how to communicate. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we just walk around reporting. We walk around nodding. But as far as communicating effectively, a lot of couples, a lot of people aren't sure what that looks like. And not only that, we're also trained to teach you to identify your spouse communication pattern. Yep. And how to get through to your spouse. Yep. And then after that, develop one that works for the two of you. Yes. Okay. Because, you know, one thing we've learned, Herdine and her upbringing is completely different from mine. They have their communication pattern. I have mine. And when we got together, there was just some things we had to sort out. There were just some ideas I held about communication that were different from what her dean was expecting, what she was used to. And so we had to create our own language. You know, not just own language. as simple as um, family rituals, like my mom made sure we had dessert after every meal. Yeah. For the most part. And dessert. Jay is like, dessert? What? What is that? What is dessert? You know? I was like, we have to have dessert. 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 In the islands. Well, let me not, let me not say islands. In yeah. my house, when I grew up, dessert was like, why do we need this? That's not food. Yeah. So snacks. Jay didn't grow up with what's snacks a, what's a in snack? the pantry. What is a snack? <laughs> And my and so we had to learn and we had to actually learn, okay, we have to find some balance. Mm-hmm. We have to communicate how important this is to the relationship or our bellies or my time and what it means for me. And so it took the dialogue of us learning how to communicate around the subject mm-hmm. without pressing my buttons and I'm not pressing Jameson's yeah. buttons. And, and just because we learn how to communicate about it doesn't necessarily mean that we agree on everything. To this day, I'm still not a big dessert person. I'm still not a big snack person. And I am. And that's okay. Yes, it is. We understand each other. And so that's just a little simple, stupid example of what's come out of our own thing, our own situation, working through and figuring it out. And that's just one little thing that a therapist can help you and your spouse, your husband, your wife sort through. Okay, so what should you expect? What can you expect? Well, honestly, I I want you to know that therapy is hard. And I'm not talking about for the therapist. Therapy for any couple who's got the courage to make the call, whether it's to the therapist himself, the office, scheduling it online, to schedule an appointment and recognize that you have some work to do, that is hard and it's commendable. And one of the reasons why it's hard, 
because sometimes it requires you to take ownership and sometimes people do not want to take the ownership of what could be going wrong in their marriage. No, we've spent years, sometimes decades, pretending like we're all right. You know, I say this all the time. The average couple waits about seven years before they see a therapist. And so you can only imagine all the stuff that's piled up over then, over that time. And so it's hard. It's a scary thing. And we recognize that. The second thing, therapy is hard work. Therapy is hard work. You're going to go. You're going to be challenged. You're going to have essentially the things you believed about yourself and the things you believed about your marriage, they are going to be challenged. And the and oftentimes when we hear challenge, we think, oh, do I really want my marriage challenge? Challenge typically means divorce, possibly at the end of the session. No, it's it's really looking at this situation that you may be dealing with. And having someone look at it, examining it, yes, you can put it under a microscope lens, but I promise you, when you do the work that is necessary for that healing to happen, if that's the case, or for you to now mesh and become a team, your ma- your marriage will be more beneficial or have mm-hmm. beneficial um, offsprings of looking at it in that way. Yeah, because the fact is, It's not that we don't know that we have problems, right, or challenges or difficulties. The fact is we, for whatever reason, have been avoiding them. And listen, guys, I get it, right? Who's got time to go sit in some guy's office for an hour a week or every two weeks or however, however much time you set aside when we've got kids to feed, we've got jobs to go to. You might work in the morning, your spouse might work in the evening, and you guys have that one day to relax. Who the hell wants to sit and talk about the fact that we fight when we're together? Nobody wants to do that. So we understand. But if you've made the decision to do that, it, don't expect it to be easy when expect that it was, it's going to take work. Right? And in addition to work... It's going to take time. Yes. It's not a microwave type ordeal where you're going to put it in, put one minute, and everything is going to be okay. It's going to take time. I I often have to remind couples. I say, listen, you guys have been together for what? Five, 10, 15? 18 years. 18, 20 years? How How long do you expect this to take for us to work some things out you've had 20 years to get to this point how much time are you willing to give me and while i won't take 20 years but it's going to take more than 20 minutes or more than a couple sessions believe that it takes time it takes more time than you can imagine And so the couples that do well in therapy, they understand it's not something that's going to be fixed overnight. When you leave, when you leave the office, you're going to go and you're going to process and think and maybe even fight about some of the things that were said. And that's okay. 
You may come back. You may not. You may come back together. You may come back separately. And, and that, now in hearing that this take time, we're not telling you this so that you can run away from the process. We're actually telling you this so you can understand the process and give you a sense of clarity like, oh, OK, so I'm going in. I know I have to do the work. I know it's going to take time. Um, and so after the first session, you're not looking at your spouse. But I thought you should have known this. We went to therapy no, it literally, it takes time to, um, after the sessions for you to go home and reflect and ponder and, and kind of digest what was said to you in session. Yeah. Because sometimes if you have the right therapist, you're going to be hearing some of the information for the very first time. And you've been with your spouse for 10 years. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I like to ask couples, you know, when we're kind of going through some of this information, I'll turn to the wife or to the husband and I'll say, is any of this new for you? And you'd be surprised how often I hear, actually it is. I did not know he or she felt that way. So now that's something we got to unpack. Mm -hmm. Now that's evident that there's not as much communication as you thought. Um, maybe there's some secret keeping. And so this is why it takes time. This is why it takes hard work. You know, this is why it's painful. But if you stick with the process, right, it gets better. If you commit to doing the work, whether that's for the relationship or for yourself, it gets better. Now, one thing we didn't touch on that I just want to mention now is that you will be supported every step of the way. That is true. You are not alone in this process. The metaphor I use is uh, I tell people they're driving the bus, right? But they say, I don't know where the hell I'm going. I said, that's fine, though, because I'm on the bus with you. You're in control of the session. You go as fast or as slow as you want. And you determine whether we go left or right, but you're never doing it alone. It's true. It's so true. It's literally having someone cheer you on through your pain or your sorrow or your joys and, and looking at all of it come together because ultimately we do want to see our clients thriving, health, happy, and um, have a healthy relationship. Yeah. And so we just want to remind you that if you are thinking of consulting a therapist, if you are thinking of reaching out to a professional to help you in your relationship or for whatever individual concerns you may have, don't, don't waste any more time. Reach out, but don't expect a miracle. You know, don't expect to go you know, have something thrown on you and then you're done. It doesn't work that way. But do reach out and do the work and connect with a licensed and qualified professional so that you can go on with your life. So whatever the issue is, so that this thing doesn't hold you back anymore. Yeah. So again, guys, as a final note, we are not trying to turn you off from therapy. No. 
The idea of this episode is not to make you turn and run as far and as fast as you can from couples counseling. Yeah, we don't want you to leave this episode or um, turn off the podcast saying, oh, my God, there's no hope for my marriage. We're doomed. I'm calling my divorce attorney tomorrow. No, 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 no. No, this is not what this episode is about. It's just merely saying these are some expectations you should have when going into your therapeutic session. Right. Too many people have too many uh, bad experiences or unrealistic expectations of what a a particular scenario in therapy should look like. So this episode especially is simply to highlight that. Temper the expectations of yourselves, of your spouse, and of your counselor. And just make sure when you go in, yet your therapist is someone you can connect with, feel free to feel vulnerable with, and and be that gauge that doesn't beat you down and you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, but that person to help you reflect on the choices that you've made in life or your marriage, okay, and now let's turn this around and move towards in a positive direction, but being honest about what your present situation or past situation is. Yeah, as, as a side note, um, one thing you definitely want to make sure is that you and your therapist are a good match. Yes. Right? It's almost like a dating relationship, to tell you the truth. It's, it's going to be awkward in the beginning. But as you guys engage more, as there's a level of trust and rapport that's established. That is built. It's going to get better. But it must be a good fit. Okay? It may mean that you only go to male counselors. It may mean that you only see female counselors. It may mean that you only see counselors who are married or maybe you don't have an issue with a counselor who's been divorced. Find one that works for you. All right. Think we got it? Think we got it. Take care, guys. Yeah. So that's been our show. Yes, it has. We'd like to hear from you. We want to hear your comments. Um, How did this help you? You know, DM us like you typically do or tag us as you listen to it. Um, Send us email at Mercier Wellness, info at MercierWellness.com. We definitely would like to hear from you as we have been. Uh, Thank you to those of you who've left reviews and comments, who've uh, hit us up on social media. Trust me, we see them all. We, well, at least I am. I'm a little OCD <laughs> about these things right now, as 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 and rightly so. Rightly so. All right. So thank you for listening. Hopefully, we'll catch you on the next episode. And we will. And until then, ciao for now. Ciao for now. Thanks you for listening to the Couples Council. Hey everybody! Thank you for listening to our mom and dad. If you like them as much as we do, then click subscribe and leave a comment. But now they have to go because it's family time. So go practice what you heard and we'll catch you on the next episode.